Welcome to the Daytona Podcast, where we will be discussing the latest in entertainment, current events, pop culture, sports, and more. In this episode, we'll be discussing the top 10 hip-hop artists of all time. Donald Trump gets his Instagram and Facebook accounts restored. 50 Cent claims Eminem's impact on hip-hop is bigger than Jay-Z's. Justin Bieber sells the rights to his entire catalog for over $200 million. Lil Yachty releases his new album, Let's Start Here. The Eagles defeated the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, and the Chiefs defeated the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. You'll get our Super Bowl picks from Damon KG, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl. LeBron James' jersey from Game 7 of 2013 Finals goes for $3.7 million at auction. Also, news on John Mayer, Rick Ross, and Lil Baby. I'm your host, Dame. You can follow me on Instagram at Dame on Earth, and you can follow me on YouTube at Dame on Earth. And I'm your host, KG. You can follow me on Instagram at KGTheKing247. All right, KG. Damn, man. Did you get to see some of the football games today? Uh, yeah, I just uh, got done watching that uh, Bengals and Chiefs game. It came down to the wire. What a game, boy. I was watching that too, man. That was a good game. I'm happy to see Patrick Mahomes pull it out. Donald Trump gets his Instagram and Facebook accounts restored. Meta, the parent company of Facebook, announced on Wednesday that it will be restoring former President Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts in the upcoming weeks, more than two years after they were suspended following the January 6th Capitol attack. The company's president of global affairs, Nick Clegg, stated in a blog post that the risk to public safety has decreased enough for the accounts to be restored, but added, new measures have been put in place to prevent future violations to platform policies. Trump could face suspension for up to two years if he violates any of these policies again in the future, Clegg said. KG, what do you think about this? Well, I think freedom of speech is very important. So I'm happy to see him get his uh, page back. So I'm happy to see it. I agree with you, bro. Um, I rock with Trump. I like Trump. So I'm happy to see him have his freedom of speech. And he deserves his social media if everybody else has theirs. Facts. Moving on to the next topic. Justin Bieber sells the rights to his entire catalog for over $200 million. Hypnosis Songs Capital has closed its deal to buy 100% of Justin Bieber's publishing, as well as his artist royalties from his master recordings and neighboring rights. Hypnosis has confirmed the deal was priced just north of $200 million, according to a source familiar with the situation, making this the largest rights sale for any artist of Bieber's generation. It's also Hypnosis' biggest acquisition to date, covering all 290 titles in Justin Bieber's catalog. So, uh, you know, selling your rights, that means, you know, he won't ever see another dime off that music again. Uh, basically, it's sold to someone else. Uh, and, um, you know, you can have in a, um, a deal with a, a limit on it, a time limit to where, you know, it's only for five years or 10 years. So I didn't see all the details of this deal, but um, I'm pretty sure this is a... Uh, you know, he's selling it outright and he probably won't ever have the rights to this music again. But I mean, for $200 million, I think that's a good deal. You can't beat it. Moving on to our next topic. Little Yachty releases his album, Let's Start Here. 
Lil Yachty returns to the music scene as he releases his brand new album, Let's Start Here. The project comes a few weeks after his entire album called Sonic Ranch was leaked online. This is Lil Yachty's fifth studio album and a follow-up to 2020's Lil Boat 3. The new album contains 14 tracks with guest appearances from Tizo Touchdown, Justine Sky, Fushi, and Daniel Caesar. Last year, Yachty went viral on the internet for his song titled Poland, which became an instant hit due to the chorus, I took the walk to Poland, referencing bringing his walk art, a pharmaceutical company most well known for cough syrup, often used in lean with him as he travels to European country Poland. AKG, how you feeling about this new Lil Yachty album? Let's start here. Lil Yachty, uh, I know of him, but I don't really know his music. But um, I, uh, I, I guess it's a good thing for whoever likes him. So good job. Uh, he definitely has some hot ass songs I like. Uh, I never really listened to his whole albums. He's just not in my um, age group. Um, but he's got some bangers, man. He got this track with uh, T Grizzly from the D to the A. I don't know if you ever heard that. That's one of my favorite songs. Definitely a good song. Okay. You can add that to the workout playlist, man. It'll have you, you know. That's a it's a dope song. All right. It's a, it's All right. a dope song. And you said it's was it called it's called what? From the D to the A. So from Detroit to Atlanta, basically. From the D to the A. Yeah. From right. from Detroit to Atlanta, basically. Was, you know, that's the theme of the song. But um T Grizzly and Lil Yachty, man. But Lil Yachty's pretty dope. He's dope. Okay. Um I'ma definitely have to check this album out. Um let's start here. I'm gonna have to put that in my Apple music rotation here, you know, for the week right here coming up. Moving on to the next topic. All right, John Mayer has announced a first ever solo acoustic tour. The 19th date tour will stop at arenas across North America and is set to kick off March 11th in New Jersey. The tour ends in Los Angeles on April 14th. Tickets go on sale February 3rd at 9 a.m. Um, do you remember John Mayer from back in the day when he used to be on the um, Chappelle show sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians. And that was like, you know, the it show back in the day when we was coming up. So I definitely remember that episode when he was in the barbershop playing the uh, acoustic and going around just saying how people react to the good time. So uh, he's been around a long time. And I, uh, you got to respect the guy that can be in the game while still going on tour. So shout out to uh, John Mayer. The Grammy winner's solo tour will wrap up just in time for the start of Dead Company's final tour, a band with which Mayer has toured since 2015. Dead & Company's final tour begins on May 19th in Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, man, John Mayer, that's pretty dope, man. Moving on to the next topic. Rick Ross says, government can trace your car if you ride in a Tesla. Rick Ross explains why he doesn't ride a Tesla. Rick Ross has a massive fleet of over 100 cars, but he doesn't have a single Tesla ride. During the recent live session, 
Rose claims that the government can trace you if you ride in a Tesla. I won't say I'll never ride in a Tesla, but I've never ridden in a Tesla, Ross said. Never, never in my life. I've never ridden in a Tesla, and the reason being is because I've always had in the back of my mind the government could tap into the brain of the car. What do you think about this, KG? Well, I mean, they can tap in the cars now. I mean, I like Tesla. Uh, I think it's, you know, they, all these cars now got GPS and computer chips, and I, I like I like Tesla. So, you know, if that's what he would, des- you know, decides, that's on him. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely something to consider. Uh, but, you know, um, I would ride a Tesla. I can't lie. I would have to ride one. I, I mean, I could ride one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a fleet of Teslas necessarily. But I, I guess I would say, you know, if I had a Tesla, I would still keep a, um, you know, a combustion engine vehicle as well, like a gasoline vehicle as well. So, um, but yeah, I, I like Tesla. I'm a ride with him. Uh, Ross probably just. He just feeling how he feeling. Right. Yeah, man. Um, which Tesla is your favorite, bro? I don't really have a favorite. I'm not f- familiar with the model names, but I got you. I got you. Uh, I like the SUV. Hell yeah! Uh, but it's nice. No nah, facts. I like the SUV too, man. I think that's the Model X. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind having like a bulletproof Model X. You heard me? Okay. Yeah. Hey, but shout out to Ross. Shout out to Wingstop. It's all love over here. Oh. <laughs> you already know. Lemon Pepper. What you get when you go to Wingstop, KG? Uh, but I, yeah, I got to get the Lemon Pepper. Or I'm going to go with them uh, Mango Habanero. That's what's up. That's what's up. They got some good fries, too, man. I mess with the uh, Wingstop. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mess with the Wingstop fries. Moving on to the next topic. 50 Cent claims Eminem's impact on hip-hop is bigger than Jay-Z's. Just recently, Jamal Crawford made an appearance on Shaquille O'Neal's The Big Podcast, where they discussed rap music, and the former NBA Six Man of the Year stated that Jay-Z had a more significant impact on hip-hop than Eminem. That's why my five, the dominance outweighs the number, Crawford explained to Shaq. Like Jay-Z's effect on hip-hop, it's bigger than any album sales that Eminem will have. You see what I'm saying? That's just how it goes. Now, the discussion caught the attention of 50 Cent, who commented under an Instagram post, ha, bullshit. 50 Cent recently teased a possible TV show based on Eminem's hit movie, 8 Mile. I'm going to bring this 8 Mile to television, he said. We're in motion. I ain't got no duds. I'm batting 100. I'm batting 100. I think it should be there for his legacy because if you don't see it, it's important to me that they understand it. You know what I mean? The Detroit's rapper's significance is something that 50 Cent has always believed in. He claimed that M doesn't receive the recognition he merits in a 2022 October conversation with Hot 97's Ebro in the morning. I think part of Eminem's legacy is the growth of our culture. People wouldn't buy it if they didn't see where they fit into it. And he's there, and he's a legitimate artist because of his journey, he said. Um, yeah, yeah, so 50 Cent, man, what do you think? 50 puts Jay-Z above Eminem. Uh, Jamal Crawford puts Jay-Z above Eminem. 
Um, I don't know if I said that right, but you got the idea. Uh, 50 put Eminem above Jay-Z. Jamal Crawford put Jay-Z above Eminem. How do you see it, KG? Uh, well, I like both artists. Um, they both have both had an impact on hip-hop. I don't like when they do the who's better than who myself, so I'm going to have to just uh, pass on this discussion. No, I respect that. I respect that. Um, who's better than who for the career? I'm going to give you an opinion. You know, they ain't going to come with you. You know, they ain't going to, you know, on this one, I'm going to give you an opinion. So for the career, I got Jay-Z. I'm going with hold for the career. For um, best new artists, you know, We'll say for your first three years, your first two years, your first year, however you want to look at it, um, whatever criteria you want to go by, if it's one year, two years, three years. For them first three years, Eminem was raw. It was raw. It was raw. Like, we can't take that I away from it. You know, like, first three albums, I don't think Jay-Z fucking with Eminem. Um, but for the career, Jay-Z put together a better discography a better catalog of music for the career than Eminem did. Um, but both of those guys are like top 10, man. So you can't go wrong either way. Anything you want to add to that, KG? Yeah, like you said, uh, top 10, top 10, for sure. For sure. Moving on to the next topic. Little Dirk returns with some new material as he teams up with Future for the music video of their song titled Mad Max. The visual is directed by Drew Filmed It. The song is featured on Dirk and OTF's label compilation album, Loyal to the Bros, Loyal Bros 2, excuse me, which dropped last month. Uh, KG, did you have a chance to check out the video for the Mad Max? No, I saw it trending uh, uh, when it came out, but it, it, it's, uh, it looked pretty dope. I'm gonna have to go check it out. That's what's up. That's what's up. I know you're a big Future fan, and uh, Future went hard on that song, so. Oh, yeah. I got to go check out Hendrix. Got to go. For sure. For sure. Lil Baby was on Saturday Night Live last night as he made his solo debut on the show. This week's show was hosted by Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Lil Baby performed his song titled California Breeze, followed by emotional, uh, the emotional song Forever, with a background pianist. Did you get a chance to check that out, KG? No, I'm gonna go check that out. Uh, I like Lil Baby. Uh, he's, he's, he's holding it down for Atlanta, so. Michael B. Jordan, uh, I haven't checked out Creed 3. I'm definitely gonna check it out as well. So uh, shout out to them black men and getting it done. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. That's what's up. Um, Lil Baby, man, he's been killing it all 2022. Um, looks like he's ripping some of the rewards and some of the benefits from his hard work in 2023. Um, Saturday Night Live. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. All yeah, right. that's big. All right, moving on to some sports news. Uh, Damian Lillard scores 60 points. Did you get a chance to check that game out, KG? Uh, nah, but I saw... Uh, my boy's uh, Supreme Dream making fun of the uh, game after it. So uh, it must have been a good one. Uh, shout out to Damian Lillard. You know, Dame time. Uh, did you watch it? 
I did not get to see the game, KG. My bad. I missed it, man. Yeah. Um, but Lillard needed just 29 shots and 10 free throw attempts to score 60, putting him in elite company. So, um, yeah, man, sounds like he shot about 50% from the field. Yeah, that's not bad. to the next story. LeBron James moved to within 177 points of the NBA's all-time scoring record as the Los Angeles Lakers were beaten 133-115 to by the Los Angeles Clippers. James scored 46 points in the losing cause, but in the process made history as the first player to hit 40 points against every franchise in the league. Yeah, so I seen, I seen this going viral early in the week when LeBron was kind of... Um, it looked like he was kind of down about the loss, kind of heard about the loss. Uh, he scored 46, and they still lost uh, to the Clippers. You know it's got to hurt to lose to the Clippers when you're the Lakers. Um, did you get a chance to see any highlights off of that, KG? No, nah, but I saw the, the pain on his face. <laughs> uh, it's been happening a lot. <laughs> it's been happening a lot, man. I'm a Lakers fan, so uh, I hated to see that. But he, he, he made history. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go by what he did, and we're gonna you know we're gonna salute that and uh, keep it moving, man. No, for sure, for sure. This might not be the Lakers season. Um, it doesn't like it is. Um, maybe they can make some trades this off season. I still think LeBron has, um, if I had to guess, four seasons left in him. Um, I won't give him that many. Uh, I give him I give him two. Uh, okay. But we'll see. You've been you look you've been active today, so <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna you know we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I definitely think uh, if Tom Brady can go to 45, I don't see why LeBron couldn't go to do the same either, man. Uh, I know they play two different positions, two different sports, and uh, Tom Brady doesn't have to be athletic. But if LeBron can exactly. stay, if LeBron can stay healthy. Um, just with his French, just with his freak of nature body, man, I think he could, he could definitely be a role player for, uh, for somebody for the next four years or even a number two option possibly. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy appears to push a camera operator away while walking off the field. Noah Bullard of Sports 5 in Dallas-Fort Worth later tweeted that McCarthy did not shove him and that the coach had apologized for the incident. Yeah, I think this was uh, maybe an overreaction from the media. Um, what, what's your take on this? I mean, of course, you know the media going to blow things out of proportion. They do it all the time. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that serious. You know, but everybody got to get paid. So whatever the media, you know how they does. Moving on to the next topic. The Eagles defeat the 49ers in the NFC Championship and the Chiefs defeat the Bengals in the AFC Championship. KG, what's your takes on these games? Yeah, I was watching them earlier today. After I saw those two quarterbacks go down for the 49ers, I was like, it's, it's a wrap. Uh, they had a good season. Uh, the Eagles have been great this year, so shout out to Jalen Hurts. Uh, definitely Patrick Mahomes, he looked good uh, tonight too. Joe Burrow looked good. 
the, the NFL looks pretty good when it comes to quarterbacks, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the Eagles and Chiefs are going to be playing, so I'm going to go with the Eagles for the Super Bowl because uh, Jalen Hurts used to be a Bama boy, so road tight. So I appreciate uh, everything he's doing, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. That's what's up. I called it last weekend. I said, it's going to be Eagles, it's going to be Chiefs. I said, uh, Patrick Mahomes going to get past Burrow. Jalen Hurts going to come out and do his thing. Yeah, you did. They you both did. they both kind of worked out. They both kind of worked out. Maybe I should go to Vegas. <laughs> Maybe I should go to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, well, well, hey, you been hot. I told you, you got the hot hand. You got the hot hand, my boy. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, when they're coming up on this game, we, so so we got two weeks to the Super Bowl, so we'll wait till next show to give our Super Bowl prediction next weekend. How about that? Moving on to the next topic. A jersey worn by LeBron James during the first half of Game 7 in the 2013 NBA Finals sold at auction for $3.7 million Friday, becoming the third most expensive game-worn jersey ever sold at Sotheby's. Damn. It is the most a game-worn jersey has ever fetched at Sotheby's, but ranks behind Michael Jordan's last dance NBA Finals jersey, which sold for $10.91 million. Jeez. Um, so LeBron's jersey is number two, 3.7 million. But Jordan got the last dance final jersey, 10.9 million. KG, what's your thoughts on this, man? You, you picking up a LeBron jersey anytime soon? Well, you know, I'm team mom. So they got any Kobe jerseys on sale right now? I know, right? Now, I'm definitely going to get a, a Kobe jersey next bull run, man, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, LeBron, uh, I I ain't got 3.7 million for a jersey. But, uh, you know, if somebody else does, shout out to him. Right. Shout out to them. Hey, that's a pretty good investment. Um, definitely LeBron James will go down as a top 10 basketball player of all time. So For sure. Shout out to them, man. And Jordan, man, 10.9 million. Oh, my God. I mean. I could have bought. If you got it, you got it. Oh man, I could have bought a mean crib, ten point nine. Could have bought a mean, made mean play. Mean right. crypto play. <laughs> mean crypto play. All right. Moving on to our last topic. A federal investigator lost his job after a baseball card addiction led him to moonlight as an Amazon and Uber driver. It's a cautionary tale for anyone whose collecting habit has maybe gotten a bit out of hand. A now former agent blew up his career by getting caught using his government car to moonlight as an Amazon and Uber driver to help sustain his baseball card addiction. The agent was sentenced this week to two years of probation and ordered to pay back $134,000. The government argued he had misappropriated funds by working his sideline gigs while on the job. Nelson had been a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security for more than a decade in Arizona when his finances and marriage began falling into ruin due to his out-of-control habit of buying baseball cards, court documents said. Starting in 2019, Nelson began working on the side delivering packages for Amazon and driving passengers for services like Uber to help pay off his spiraling credit card debts, the documents said. 
The financial strain from his collecting habit put heavy pressure on his marriage and led him and his wife to attend couples counseling, the record showed. Over the next two years, the agent, a father of four, regularly worked his other jobs while he was on the clock as an investigator, during which time he frequently used his government-issued car to deliver packages. He also had the government pay for gas. He was charged in October and pleaded guilty right away to the charge of theft of government property court records show. The agent agreed to resign from his post. All right, KG, so you got this guy, he's a federal agent. Um, he's married. His baseball card addiction almost cost him his marriage. He got behind on his credit cards and he took his, uh, basically his Fed car and he was delivering Amazon packages and driving Uber. What do you think about this? Um, he got what he deserved. Right. Uh, you got to be more. <laughs> you got to be more responsible, my guy. For one, you got a government paying job. You got a wife that probably, you know, put a lot of investment into him, and you know, been with him. Oh, that's a bad way to go out. But I uh, hope he gets help for his addiction, and you know, hope they get help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, looks like this was in 2019, and. Uh... So it's been a few years. Maybe he's off probation by now. Uh, sports cars were super addictive during the pandemic. Uh, prices have since come down, but uh, I do anticipate um, they will make a return when everything else returns, um, you know, stocks and stuff like that come back. So uh, I hope it was worth it. Hopefully he got some Michael Jordan rookie cars or something. Hopefully it's worth it, man. Well, that wraps up our news for the day. We'll be moving into our main topic next, our top 10 hip-hop artists of all time. Our main topic tonight is going to be the top 10 rappers of all time. Uh, in my top 10, number one, I'm going to go with uh, Lil Wayne. Number two, Tupac. Number three, Biggie. Number four, Jay-Z. Number five, Outkast. Number six, Kanye West. Number seven, Drake. Number eight, Future. Number nine, Jeezy. Number 10, Eminem. Um, that's that's uh, pretty much who I um, rounded up. It was a lot I had to take off this list. You know, you can, it's, it's a lot, with, you know, before, to get down to 10, but that's the 10 I have. What do you uh, got for your top 10 rappers of all time? All right, for my top 10, I had to take the 90s into consideration. 2000s era so mine's a little bit more versatile but number one Lil Wayne number two Notorious B.I.G number three Kendrick Lamar number four Tupac number five DMX number six Eminem number seven Nas number eight Snoop Dogg number nine Outkast and number ten Jay-Z and uh, so my list is a mix of uh, kind of who dominated their eras and as well as not just lyricism or not just commercial success but influence um, and a few different factors and again I feel like these guys just kind of dominated their eras okay uh, okay I'll give you that so you said Snoop Dogg that's that's rare that's that's what's up you know a lot of people uh 
forget about Snoop Dogg. They forget about you know the the West Coast sometimes. So and Kendrick Lamar as well. That was that was that was very different. I wasn't expecting you to put Kendrick uh, over some of the other names you put. So that's that's dope. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I had to represent. Um, you know, when we were coming up in the '90s, man. I mean, the West Coast was that's what was popping, man. The West Coast yeah. was popping. Um, and you think about Snoop and Dre. Um, I see top ten lists all the time that have Dr. Dre in them. But um, you know, I look at him more as a producer, so I would put him more in the producer list with guys like Kanye Thanks. and Timbaland. But the real rapper, I feel like in that um, that Snoop and Dre was Snoop, and so. You know, when you think about Gin and Juice, you think about, you know, all the hits him and Dre had, man, the classic hits. Like, you just turn on GTA and they got hit yeah. after hit. So, uh, Snoop, I definitely had to put Snoop in that top ten. I was, yeah, I, I was uh, I was shocked you didn't put your boy Mr. Yay, Mr. West on there. But that, uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, if, I, if we were doing top 20, top 25, I would definitely have Yay, Drake, and uh, J. Cole in that top 25. It was tough leaving those three guys off. And Future, too. Uh, tough leaving those four guys off. Okay. All right. All right, moving on. Uh, new and streaming this week is The Last of Us. Based on the video game, there's a TV series. After a global pandemic destroys civilization, a hardened survivor takes charge of a 14-year-old girl who may be humanity's last hope. This stars Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, and Gabrielle Luna. And it's streaming on HBO Max. It's out right now. And actually, the new episode just dropped tonight, KG. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm definitely uh, going to check it out because the game, like you said, it's a classic. And uh, the characters uh, and the cast they have for the show, they are actually from Game of Thrones, if I'm not mistaken. So... Though, though that 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 show alone is is a classic, so I'm expecting this to be a classic, and uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out. For sure, man. The Last of Us, uh, streaming right now on HBO Max. Next, we have in the new video games this week: James Bond, GoldenEye, the classic game from the Nintendo 64, is being uh, brought back. It's now available on Switch Online Expansion Pack and Xbox Game Pass. It won't have multiplayer, but it will have four-player split-screen and dual analog control. Um, yeah, that's a, that's I can't wait to play it. Uh, I'm, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I'm definitely probably going to download it. I'm looking forward to playing this because you know we grew up on Goldeneye, uh, Nintendo 64. So thank you, whoever brought this back out, and uh, I can't wait to play it. What you what you think, man? You uh you excited to play this game? And, you know, I, I checked out some previews of it, and I was hoping that they had uh, upscaled or, you know, did something to the graphics. It looks like the same graphics from 64. I haven't played 64 in a while. Um, so, you know, why they would port a game from 64, I guess this is, you know, just for the classic feel. Um, you know, I might, I might, you know, I got to see what they're asking for. I might pick it up on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's gonna. I think it's not gonna be that expensive. I'm hoping. Uh, if it's on the Game Pass and they got it on the expansion pack, I'm hoping they give a deal with it. You know, some type of discount. So um, that's 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 dope. That's dope. I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, 
Oh yeah, overall, you can't go wrong. That was a classic. I will say, I think that was the first game I had on 64. It may actually, the first game I had was Mario 64, but I think this was like the second game um, I got as a kid was um, on the 64 was GoldenEye 007. And it was a classic, man. So nothing bad to say about it. Now we're going to switch lanes and uh, go into our next segment called You Can't Make This Shit Up. You are going on a ride. Our first You Can't Make This Shit Up comes from a 29-year-old woman arrested for posing as a teen at a New Jersey high school. Students said that she attended classes for four days. No one knows why she enrolled, but she has been charged with one count of providing a false government document with the intent to verify one's identity and age. You cannot make this shit up, bro. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't understand. I, maybe it's mental. Hold on. So run that back to me again. Okay, what happened so listen, again? So some 29-year-old woman was arrested at a New Jersey high school for posing as a teen. Uh, she she went to oh, four man. classes, bro. Four classes, and and kids immediately, you know, they. I mean, twenty nine years old, you can't really pass, you know, for high school. So they 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 identified her. I'm happy that the kids identified her old ass, and you know, whatever happens, you know, happens because that's just that's that's ridiculous. What you think, bro? <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I mean, that's scary, man. I mean, imagine if I had. Uh, you know, my kids, you know, at that school and, you know, you never know this person could have been a, uh, a predator or, you know, you don't know what's going on. So, right. um, happy that luckily that somebody was alert and aware and that got her. Um, and I hope everybody's okay. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, this has been happening a lot. I've heard, but, um, uh, it's, it's sad. Yeah. She was really tripping. Um, 29 i mean why not go to a college like you would have probably made it way further <laughs> right. sitting in the college classroom than sitting in uh, middle school or high school you know right right i mean i don't know maybe she had a crush on one of the teachers we don't know the whole we don't know we don't know what she was going through i don't know the motivational quote today Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Good words, good advice. I like that quote. Absolutely. Anything you want to add, KG, before we close the show out? Yeah. Um, keep pushing. Uh, this is going to be a tough year. Uh, I know a lot of people are going through hard times. Stay motivated. Stay prayed up. Um, drink your water. Uh, get your sunlight. And just take it one day at a time. That's what's up. That's what's up. This is 
our first episode. We appreciate you guys for riding this far with us. There'll be a new show out next Monday. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. And I'm your boy Dame on Earth. I'm your boy KG. We'll see you next week.